Hello and welcome to I'll Jump First, the podcast for and by educators in Park Ridge Niles at School District 64. I'm Kevin Michael, the instructional technology coach from Carpenter School, and today's episode brings us something a little bit different. In November, I had the privilege of attending the Illinois Education and Technology Conference in Springfield, Illinois, and it was my first time attending the conference. While there, I co-presented a session on podcasting in classrooms and in school districts with ITC from Lincoln Middle School, Julie Powell. And on the Friday of the conference, Julie and I sat down with Matt Jacobson, who is the co-host of the Learning Through Leading podcast. He hosts with Dr. Nick Sutton, but uh, Dr. Sutton was unavailable to be at the conference. So Matt and Julie and I sat down and recorded this crossover episode, which will also be appearing in uh, some form on an upcoming episode of Learning Through Leading. So we wanted to thank Matt for sharing the mic with us that day and for co-podcasting with us. And what you're about to hear is the interview of the interviewers between Matt Jacobson, Julie Powell, and myself. Uh, welcome back to the Learning Through Leading podcast. Um, we are here doing a dual episode. Um, I am joined by some other podcasters. Uh, uh, Kevin and uh, Julie, would you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your podcast? All right, I'm Kevin Michael. I'm an instructional technology coach in Park Ridge Niles School District 64. And I'm Julie Powell. I'm also an instructional technology coach um, in 64. Um, and our podcast is called I'll Jump First. Uh, it was the brainchild of uh, Sam Meza, who's a PE teacher in our district. Um, and she and I and some of the other ITCs at uh, last year's ICE conference uh, met up and were talking about uh, educational podcasts. And she said, you know, we should have one in our district. And we agreed with her and told her that she had to be involved since it was her idea. <laughs> so okay. we've, we've done about six or seven episodes. Um, we, our, our target audience is teachers within the district, but we're always happy to have any listeners from anywhere in the world who are interested in hearing more about education. Great. Um, well, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about our podcast. Uh, Learning Through Leading is just an interview-based show. Uh, we interview uh, local, and regional, and national uh, personalities for um, uh, who, who are involved in leading and and tech-related uh, activities, but but largely leading-related activities. Uh, so um, we've had Adam Welcome. We're going to have Heather Dowd on pretty soon. Um, and we are uh, always looking for uh, people who are cutting edge, kind of the, the, the point of the spear in educational thought today. And that's sort of who we we uh, interview. My co-host Nick Sutton uh, is a superintendent at Stark County Schools in the uh, Toulon Princeton area um, in Illinois, and uh, he couldn't be here. So uh, when he gets a few minutes, um, we have these wonderful telepresence robots uh, that were donated to us from uh, Carl Sandburg College in Galesburg, Illinois. And uh, Nick is rolling around with Sheldon the Shellbot, uh, and and helping out with some interviews. Also, we did Coffee Edu this morning and got a lot of really interesting interviews from people from 
the far north suburbs uh, like like uh, Niles Park Ridge, uh, as well as all the way down to uh, uh, Redbud and Marion. So we're kind of covering the whole state today. It's really been fascinating. That's awesome. I did see them rolling around this morning, and uh, I think I did see you interviewed one of our other colleagues, our ITC and Beth Ritter. Yes, absolutely. It was a great interview. So what what brings you to IETC this year, besides the podcast? Uh, Julie brings me to IETC this year, to be honest. Um, I was not originally scheduled to present or attend the conference. Um, and Julie was presenting a session on podcasting, and she had a partner who was unable to attend and present with her. Um, and so about a month ago, I think, uh, she asked me if I would be interested in taking that person's place and co-presenting since I was one of the people hosting I'll Jump First. So I said, yes, that sounds like fun. I've never been to IETC before. Um, and so that's that's why I'm here. <laughs> yep. And then I said, awesome. And while we're at it, do you want a podcast all day on Thursday and interview attendees? And so he said, oh, sure. I'll do that too. Heck yeah. <laughs> and I'm, um, I'm really glad I did because uh, I, I talked to I don't, probably between 35 and 40 different people yesterday, mostly educators, but also some students. Um, and I, I think that was probably the highlight of the experience was um, talking to second, third, fourth, and fifth graders who were here to present their their learning to uh, adult educators at the conference because it's great to see kids branching out and doing things like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I've been here um, because I did a full day coaching workshop on uh, Wednesday with Lindsay Zilly and met some amazing people uh, that I know are just going to be lifelong friends after this. Um, and then had the opportunity to present digital breakouts yesterday, podcasting with Kevin. Uh, this morning did a little connected educators and virtual field trips, um, and have another session coming up at 11 o'clock with um, Lindsay Zilly um, on creation versus, versus consumption and, and just good, healthy screen time. Very cool. One of the things I've noticed as I talk to people, and, and for people who might be listening to this episode outside of Niles Park Ridge and outside of Illinois, there is uh, uh, people all over the state are working in different areas, different realms, people are in different places as far as technology integration, uh, that sort of thing. What is Niles Park Ridge? What's your big focus this school year? Um, I, I, as a district, our, our target is uh, we recently implemented a new ELA reading and writing program, Units of Study, Lucy Calkins program, and our, our big focus is just giving teachers the, um, building teachers' confidence in designing a reader's workshop model and making sure that the mini lessons, the learning targets, the routine, the students' um, time divided between independent reading, guided reading, writing is all where we want it to be to build those students' literacy skills. Mm -hmm. So for the teacher who says, you know what, we are, we are working on building literacy skills today, close up those Chromebooks or put away those iPads under the desk, get out that book and we're going to read and talk about this lesson the way I've always taught this lesson. How do you work with teachers who may be hesitant to incorporate technology 
into things like your new reading initiative? I always think I just try to showcase um, how the technology can help do things that aren't possible without the technology. Um, I always like the connecting them with other classrooms and just real world audiences that you can give a, a student once you're using your technology, just kind of connect outside. Yeah, we, we have teachers at the elementary level, I, I, I'm an ITC in a K-5 school, um, who are doing activities all along the range of the SAMR model in ELA. Some are just doing direct substitution where we're, we're using Epic for ebook access so that students have access to more library books than what we have in, it, in our school library. Um, but we also have kids who are creating videos or narrated um, online worksheets using tools like Seesaw. Uh, we have kids who are, fill, you know, completing reading logs and book reviews using Google Forms and Google Classroom. Kids who are creating videos using WeVideo or iMovie about books they've read or creating book trailers instead of book reports. Um, and those can be shared on the teacher's YouTube channels. They can be shared on Twitter for parents and for, you know, community members to see. So those are some things that we, we uh, encourage teachers to try with their students so that they're reaching a wider audience and the kids having you know, authentic feedback on their work. Wow. Very cool. Those are awesome ideas. What's something from this conference, and uh, I know you've been presenting a lot, so you, you might have you, you might have a, maybe a little biased opinion, but uh, and I, t I say that uh, tongue-in-cheek, but what are some of the things that you're taking away from this conference, maybe, maybe as a first-time attendee, um, what are you taking away that you're like, wow, that's an amazing idea, I want to steal that and use it in my classroom, in my work, as soon as I get back to my classroom Monday. For me, more than anything, it's just a really good reminder of how flexible the tools are that we have available to our students and our teachers, and the wide array of tools, especially free tools that we have access to. Um, I saw several sessions where people were uh, teaching about innovative ways to use Google Keep that I had never thought about before for research purposes. Um, I, I saw a really cool uh, demo this morning about uh, student-created podcasts on Chromebooks where they're using only the basic tools and Chrome extensions. And then, of course, I learned a lot from Julie in our co-presenting when she shared what she did with her uh, former students at a middle school level in creating podcasts for libraries. So it's just, it's just the idea of it, it's easy to forget and get overwhelmed by the sheer number of tools and resources that we have, but it's it's a nice problem to have because you can try new and different ways of learning and showcasing learning every time you do an activity with kids. Fantastic. Yeah, I'd have to say I yeah I have been pretty busy presenting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to kind of some things this afternoon. Um, but what, honestly, what I'm taking back the most is from um, my colleague here, Kevin, and sitting with him podcasting yesterday because I am new to his district this year and so I hadn't previously been involved in the podcast at all so yesterday was my first day sitting down and seeing kind of how he interviews people and how he goes through that and I kind of played publicist all day so I never got on the air so this is also my first uh, time on the podcast um, so I think I'm learning just a whole lot from that and I'm very excited to go back and make another episode <laughs> very cool podcasting is a lot of fun 
Nick and I started this podcast just as sort of a hobby, a little little side hustle, and uh, we're amazed at the the amount of feedback we get. One of the things that I like about podcasting is, you know, we're we're walking the talk. We're, you know, we want our kids to publish for authentic audiences. Um, and podcasting is one great way to do that. Um, and a lot of times teachers are hesitant to step out of that comfort zone, uh, you know, step out of the kingdom of the four walls and, and, and uh, tell people all the great things that are happening in education. Um, one thing I've learned about educators is we tend to be modest to a fault. Um, we're, we're not very good at telling our own stories. And so kudos to you for uh, encouraging teachers to jump right in and uh, uh, tell those stories, too. I hope you're getting some traction outside of the Niles Park Ridge School District as well. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we, we have interviewed a number of District 64 staff members for our podcast so far, but we also have had guests from outside. For example, we did an episode with uh, Mary Ellen Daniels last spring, and she was talking about the new civics standards in uh, middle schools for social studies. Um, and that was, a, that was a great episode and a great learning experience for me as an educator, not just a great interview experience as a podcaster. Uh -huh. So I was really grateful for her time and for, you know, that experience. So if you were to ask, if, if you, if other educators were to ask you, I should say, you know, what does it take to make a podcast and how am I going to integrate that into my lessons? So can you give us like the two minute elevator pitch? Can you take your session and scrunch it down into two minutes real quick? Why is it important and how do you get started? You do the student part. Okay, I'll do one minute on student and he'll do one minute on adults. That's okay. kind of how we broke up our presentation. Awesome. So with students, we did it for book reviews and we told them from the start, your link is gonna be uh, published on the, uh, posted on the district library website next to the book and you're now the book review for any other student who might be interested in that book. So in small groups they did novel studies and then we did book reviews. Some of them asked to reach out to their author. We had three different authors who right away said sure, no problem. They emailed back answers to interview questions and our kids got to interview the authors of these books and put this together as a podcast. Um, all they did was go on through Anchor, and honestly, I gave them the link, and the first day I said, play with it, and then come to me with questions. Mm -hmm. They figure it out. It's now, so user-friendly. Do you have any concerns with um, um, uh, student privacy, and do you, are you working most with high school students? That's middle school. Middle yeah. school. Do you have any concerns about SIPA and... and kids being under the age of 13 and that sort of thing? So we did, yes. So even yesterday, one of the um, book reviews I had was just an MP3 because we did kind of um, send out through parents as far as which ones wanted to be, you know, published mm -hmm. um, and ha had published links versus just an MP3 for just other students in our district to see. Right. And in Anchor, you can you can record things and keep them there. You don't have to publish them as part of an episode. Yes. So that way you can keep them private and you as the educator can still, you know, assess their work without the student work being public. Correct. Nothing has to go out. I love the authentic audience. 
you know, I wanted to push for that, but right, making sure that um, kind of right, all the their private things are that want to be kept private or kept private. Okay. So how do adults get started in this kind of a, a endeavor? So one of the things we talked about in our session is the importance of finding the time to get quality PD. And if, as a former classroom teacher and in working with teachers, I know that time is always an obstacle. So, but everyone has a commute. And I spend my commute listening to podcasts almost every single day. So we thought if we made something that was, you know, in bite-sized chunks that teachers could listen to on their drive to work and home from work, they might have a better chance of listening to it and benefiting from the knowledge and wisdom of their peers. Um, so we decided we were going to start simple. We were going to keep it about our district for the most part. Um, we're, we're using, you know, simple tools that we have built into our um district already as far as the, the editing and the publishing and things like that tools that are mostly free um and like i said we're using most of our interviewees right now have been staff members so we're trying to um you, you talked about the four walls of the classroom and like people I, we don't want our teachers to be on an island because our teachers should be bragging more because they do amazing things and we want a teacher in one school to see what a teacher across town is doing, but we also want them to see what teachers from other cities and states are doing, and we want those teachers from outside our district to see all the awesome stuff that we're doing. And so we thought this would be a good way to make that happen. Awesome. Yeah, in downstate Illinois, we talk about being in silos. Yes. Same kind of thing, yeah? So um, so if, if people listening to our podcast wanted to listen to your podcast, how would they find it? So we publish our podcast, I'll Jump First, on Anchor FM, so they can access it. Um, we, we publish it to all the different podcasting uh, apps, so they can find it on Apple Podcasting, they can find it on Google Podcasts, they can find it on Stitcher. Um, if they go to our school district website, which is www.d64.org, uh, the student learning section, there's actually a page devoted to the podcast that links directly to our anchor.fm site. Mm -hmm. So it can be accessed and listened to from any of those methods. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, and I've been kind of asking a lot of questions. Did you have some questions for us? Well, oh, go ahead. No, you. Well, I, I want to make sure that uh, for people listening to this on I'll Jump First, that they get a chance to access your website. So mm -hmm. can you share how they can do that? Absolutely. Um, we are at www.learningthroughleading.com. Um, and that's just a blogger site that we use to house our show notes with links and things like that. And uh, we also publish through Anchor FM. And uh, we are on Google Play, App, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Castro, all, the, all of them. Yeah, and Anchor does a nice job, as you well know, does a nice job of distributing that RSS feed out to those yes. major podcast um, podcatchers. So, um, do you, so I guess also, uh, any other questions? That, anything else well, you want to cover? What, what brings you to IETC and or kind of how has your experience been so far? I have uh, recently changed jobs. I now work for the Learning Technology Center of Illinois, and I create and design uh, online learning uh, activities for educators. So it's both free and paid uh, online courses 
in Google tools, technology integration. We're going to be branching out into uh, Apple and Microsoft tools in the coming years. Um, so just making, as, as you mentioned, it's so hard for teachers to get to conferences like these um, to find the time or, or resources to bring the big names in to do the trainings and then you've got find subs to cover your classes and write those sub plans and that's kind of a pain. So one of the things that we're doing is developing um, free weekly webinars and both free and paid online courses for teachers to uh, help keep their teaching license active and earn PD credits. Um, I have been coming to the IETC conference for at least 10 years. Um, I haven't made every single one, but of all the conferences, I think this one is my favorite because it's big enough to draw the big names and get a wide range of experiences, but it's it's small enough to be friendly and, and you feel like you're part of a family here. And I, it, it's just one of my favorite conferences to come to. Uh, and, and I think that uh, the folks at, uh, that run the uh, IETC conference have gotten, they've made this conference a little better every single year. I think. Absolutely. Totally agree. I've only been a few times, but every year it gets better. And I, I love your, um, about how it being family. I feel like every time I come, I'm like, I'm, I'm back and I get to say hi to all my old friends. And mm -hmm. I love this conference. Yeah. And this, this is my first IETC, but I, I've had a great experience so far. I'm very impressed with it. So yeah. glad I came here. Uh, I did have one other question I wanted to ask you. Um, sure. You had talked about um, your, your podcast has been around longer than ours. You have more episodes than we do, and not very, not very much longer. We started in June of this year, oh, and mm. we're up to uh, 17, 18 episodes okay, so now. Have, so we're about the same age, but you do have more episodes. And um, so, what? How did you start reaching out to the people yeah. you've had on your show as guests? Yeah. If, if uh, we want to start branching out. Mm -hmm. I'll jump first and get more out-of-district guests on our show. Um, I'm kind of obnoxious. <laughs> uh, I, I have no problem walking up to presenters after con after their presentations are done and just saying, hey, we have this little podcast. Here's a business card. We'd love to set up a time with you. And people seem to be loving this concept of, a, a an audio podcast where we can just talk about whatever. I've, I've gotten in touch with some uh, nationally published authors. Uh, Nick has been really good at bringing in some, some of the big names in education in Illinois uh, as a superintendent. He has a lot of contacts that way. I used to work in professional development before this. And so we're just kind of leveraging our contacts uh, that we have previously. We uh, meet people at conferences like these, and we uh, reach out to them uh, on Twitter or, or through email and just say, hey, uh, do you have some time next Wednesday? Uh, we'll, uh, we record uh, most of our episodes through Zoom, which is free, has a 40-minute uh, time limit to recording, and uh, gives us really nice quality audio, and we can chat with people all around the world that way. Um, uh, we had Rushton Hurley from Texas on. We had Adam Welcome on. 
uh, Ray Hewart, who's who's here in Illinois. She used to be one of my uh, proteges when I was her, and I was her mentor for a while. Um, so yeah, um, it's it's just you know who do you know, um, and and again reaching out of that comfort zone and saying hi, my name is and I have a podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that that seems to uh, get us a lot of traction. So good. Yeah, we'll have to try that. Yeah. yeah, like I said yesterday, I was the publicist, so I'll be happy to take that role on. Ab I will bug people. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, teachers, put yourself out there and and try something new and jump right in. Yes, so. that's great. Great, thanks. Okay. Right. Well, thank you very much for being uh, part of this episode of LearningThroughLeading.com. And if people wanted to get in touch with you, uh, are you on Twitter or any other social media uh, outlets? How would people follow the work that you're doing? We're, so, we're both on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a teacher, Mr. Mike, on Twitter, but that's uh, M-I-C Mike, like microphone Mike. So it's ah. teacher, M-R-M-I-C. Okay. And, and I am on both Twitter and Instagram at at J Powell Teach. Outstanding. And then our, uh, our district hashtag is hashtag engage D64. And we do tweet out uh, whenever there's a new podcast that goes live on that hashtag. Very good. And you can find the Learning Through Leading podcast at learningthroughleading.com. You can follow uh, my co-host Nick Sutton at Dr. Nick Sutton, all one word. And I am at Yodamat68, <laughs> all one word. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in to this episode of Learning Through Leading. And I'll jump first. Outstanding. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt. Well, there you have it, our first crossover episode of I'll Jump First. I want to thank Matt Jacobson one more time from the Learning Through Leading podcast for being with us and interviewing us for his show today. Uh, I also want to encourage our listeners to check out Learning Through Leading, and that's at learningthroughleading.com. And I also want to mention that our next episode of I'll Jump First will include interviews that I conducted with teachers, organizers, and students who were at the Illinois Education and Technology Conference in November in Springfield, Illinois. So we hope you'll listen again for that episode. And thanks for being with us today.